the school is out. Which means it's time for High Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 12 years old. And I'm your host for today. Thank you for tuning in to 101.9 High FM. Today, I have an exciting show lined up for you. And to start off, I will be speaking to Sean now from Invest Solar. And today, we will be talking all about things solar energy. I also have amazing fun facts for you and a short poem by Jody Samano. Get ready for a fire jam-packed show only on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. You're still listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Renal, and uh, all the listeners on High FM. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you here. How has your day been? Exceptionally hot. We're blessed with a beautiful sun in this country, and uh, we need to teach the listeners out there how to put it to best use. And how can we? Well, you know, integrating solar, we all know outside of uh, the current walls we're in now that we've got multiple challenges faced with, along with the local utility provider and ESCOM. And, um, you know, Invest Solar wants to be there to bridge a gap. And what's Invest Solar? So Invest Solar, it's an organization where we provide multiple avenues to create self-sustainability, where an individual is able to no longer be dependent on the utility provider, slash ESCOM, or alternatively, just put in provisions to alleviate the rolling blackouts that we're currently experiencing. Hmm. And why do we have blackouts? Well, ESCOM's challenged with uh, multiple facets in terms of their coal distribution and multiple other facets, which obviously doesn't really pertain to why I'm here. But as said, we had to bridge a gap and we had to give people alternative solutions in terms of harvesting sun or wind or an alternative solution to the utility provider. What is a solar panel? So a solar panel, it's a device that you'll put on your roof that harvests sun and it converts that sun into a DC current. A DC current is then provided down through a cable into batteries through an inverter and it allows for you to generate energy. Filling up batteries and then piggybacking off of batteries, converting into an AC current being 220 is what we normally used to using. Hmm, wow. Does a solar panel only attract heat from the sun or can it attract heat from around the atmosphere? So it's funny you ask, Renal. A solar panel is devised from UV generation. So it's not essentially direct sunlight and it's not essentially heat. It produces energy from ultraviolet. So if you're looking at alternative energy, um, the most common that would be utilized currently is solar panels. Um, wind gener generation is an alternative, but you're also limited to what city would be able to generate the most amount of power through wind turbines. Wow. And how are solar panels made? So solar panels are generated from silicone blocks. Um, they are then cut into wafer forms and they were joined. Based on the amount of blocks that you've got in these wafer formats will determine how many watts you can generate per hour. Obviously, the more amount of panels you put on, let it be in series or parallel, will determine your voltage, your amperage, and what sort of capacity you're going to be able to generate through those panels. Hmm. Wow, very interesting. How do they work? 
So a solar panel um, allows protons or particles of light to knock electrons free from atoms, generating a flow of electricity. Solar panels actually comprise many smaller units called photovoltaic cells. And through these photovoltaic cells, so we generate energy. That's why you'll often hear the terminology when they're referring to solar, PV. So if you do hear the, the, the terminology PV, they're referring to photovoltaic. Wow. How come it doesn't need batteries like most devices do? So it all depends what you're actually looking for and all. If you're looking to take solar and put it into a backup facility, you would then need batteries. There is also alternative energy devices that run directly off DC. So you've got borehole pumps that run directly off DC. You don't need an inverter or converter. You don't need battery backup. So essentially what's going to happen with those DC motors is they're only going to run when the sun is up. So they do come with limitations. Wow. <laughs> what traps the heat when you like use a solar panel? So essentially it's not trapping the heat. It's taking those UV from the sun and it's converting those into photons. And that goes through the, the system I originally mentioned now, where you're taking your, your photons or particles to lock, to light, to knock electrons free from the atoms. And this then generates electricity with that movement. Talking about generate, what is a generator? <laughs> Funny you ask. All right. So a generator is also an alternative energy supply. It does not piggyback off of AC or let's call it ESCOM. It's not a plug-in device. What it does do is it generate from a fuel supply into an energy supply. So it burns fuel, converts that into a standard 220 supply coming out. 220 is a conventional supply that we use throughout South Africa. When they talk about voltages, when you move over to the US of A or different neighboring countries, you're looking at 110 volt capacity that they, they utilize. All right, so it becomes a lot more complex. So I'm just giving you a standard format. In South Africa, we run off 220 volts. A generator will convert your fuel into 220, and your solar panels will go through an inverter. Your inverter then converts from a DC current into an AC current, which is 220 volts. Can a generator have like a solar paneled way of working? No, unfortunately not. You know, so there's a distinguished difference between Self-sustainability and your generator. Self-sustainability is when you're going to be harvesting sun and it makes you independent. A generator, you've got continuity. Continuity of costs, continuity of CO2 emissions, continuity of maintenance, and the list just goes on and on. So in terms of an affordability perspective, long term, you definitely want to look at a solar alternative. Hmm. What is solar energy? So solar energy is really harvesting the sun converting that sun into a DC format, and from a DC format, converting through your inverter slash converter into an AC format. So essentially, AC I'm referring to is your standard electrical supply that we're used to receiving. Wow. Why should we move from electricity to solar energy? Why is it so much better? You know, Renan, I think it's becoming more and more prevalent that the electrical energy supply is unstable. So I think with the community being challenged as they are currently, the only form of self-sustainability or being able to live a normally livelihood would be moving to alternative energy, being solar power. And we're blessed in the country with the fact that we've got an abundance of sun at any given time. 
You know, so I think that pretty much sums up um, why the transition would need to happen to solar energy. Wow. What is an inverter? So an inverter is a unit that converts DC current, direct current, into AC current, which is what we're used to using in our household. All of our appliances and machinery currently works on AC current. So the inverter is the mediator between your batteries being a DC supply, your panels being a DC supply, converting that and feeding out an AC supply. Um, the reason one would need to do that is so that you don't need to change all your appliances into a DC format. Imagine the expense you would incur through a household having to convert everything to, through to DC. Barring the expense, what are you going to do in the evening when there is no sun? What are you going to do? Well, you're going <laughs> to use an inverter, and that inverter is going to convert your battery power into electrical power. Remember, your batteries are acting as a storage device through the day sun generation. It's now housing that um, accumulation of sun, and it's able to dis distribute it through multiple hours in the evening, or obviously load-based and inverter size-based. And you use the term AC a lot. What does it stand for? Alternating current. So and why is it called that? That um, we'd have to speak to the people that developed that multiple years ago. <laughs> but it's just the standard um, utility supply that comes out to 220 volts will be AC. And anything that comes out in a DC voltage, direct current voltage, let it be 12, 24, 48 volts, would be referred to as DC current, direct current. Are solar panels more expensive than normal electricity? That's a good question, Anal. Um, you see, when you're looking at doing a solar solution, you are going to have a capital investment. All depending on the size of that capital investment and what you're wanting to achieve will determine whether you're going to still have to pay utility costs or if it's going to be a once-off investment. So obviously, the... the the bigger the investment, the bigger the size of the solution, the more you're going to be able to drive in your, in your house or in your business or wherever it is you want to convert DC sun power into AC electrical power. Who comes up with all of these ideas? So solar power has been around for many, many years. Um, we just really haven't had the need to access that channel. We've, we've had a pretty stable grid um, up until the last couple of years you know so there hasn't been a requirement for people to actually do research and start bringing the alternative energy to the country now obviously based on the, the current conditions that, that the current the, the country's faced with we've got to start looking at alternatives you know we've become so accustomed to a certain way of life and now we're starting to compromise it and life cannot be compromised let it be for your kids let it be for your parents let it be for anybody We've become accustomed to that lifestyle, and I do believe that we need to honor ourselves and continue to live that lifestyle. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what is hybrid solution? So a hybrid solution allows for your solar panel as energy generation. It also allows for ESCOM to plug into the inverter as an alternative. Why do we need that? Well, there's multiple facets. You know, if you've got a solution which is just going to cover you for the load shedding period. You know, you would like to have your, your ESCOM still coming in. If there is no solar panels on the system, you'd be able to recharge those batteries through ESCOM. So hybrid really allows for you to have multiple facets coming into 
into your your home or your your workspace, being ESCOM, being solar, being battery. Wow, <laughs> awesome! Awesome. <laughs> what is the difference between a solar geyser and a solar panel? So a solar geyser works in the same sort of principle. It harvests the sun. It goes through a process of water heating. The water circulates when it gets to a certain temperature. It then goes into the, the geyser. And so you've got this continuity. A geyser works by means of it fills up with cold water. It then heats. As soon as you turn a hot water tap on, it releases hot water out of the chamber, which then means you're getting cold water back into that chamber, and so the process starts all over again to reheat that water. That is on a solar geyser as well as a conventional geyser. Wow. So all you're really doing is you're taking the heating element off of ESCOM and you're now putting it onto the sun. That's really cool. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not really cool. It's really hot. It's really hot. <laughs> Does a solar geyser need batteries in case the solar panel doesn't attract enough? Heat? No. So a solar geyser works very much like a hybrid inverter system. You've still got the element base in it, of which can be controlled through your ESCOM provider. So if your your water temperature hasn't reached a certain level, you can then have the element kick in as a backup just to reach those levels that you need. So there is no battery, you know, to answer your question. No, there is not enough. <laughs> well, on that note, let's take a quick song break and we'll be right back. So keep listening. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm your host for today. Before we carry on with our interview, I have a poem called A Worm in My Pocket by Jody Simono. Here it goes. One rainy day on my way home from school, I found a big worm and thought it was cool. I picked the worm up with my bare hand, held it up up high, thinking how grand. The worm was so cute and wiggled a lot. I put him in my pocket to show mom what I'd caught. What will she say when I show her my find? Will she let me keep it? I hope she won't mind. Mom was in the kitchen when I showed her what I'd find. She screamed, no way, put it back in the ground. Now I'm so angry, she always says, no. If she won't let me keep it, then I will just go. So me and my worm packed a sandwich or two, ran out of the door and down the street. We both flew. We walked to the park and sat on a bench. I pulled out my worm and noticed a stench. He looked kind of floppy, but wiggles a bit. I thought, oh my gosh, my worm is not fit. I laid him in the dirt and let him go free. I guess that my pocket was not the place to be. Thank you so much for listening to the poem. Remember, if you have poems of your own, you can SMS them to 34519. And remember to always sign your name. A reminder that the Guess the Song song challenge is, and bet you all know it, you can send your SMS on three four five one nine. The tongue twister is the Brook Broke Brooklyn. Call us now on O one O one four O three O two O to say the tongue twister faster than me. Call us on O one O one four three O two O. We're now gonna carry on with our interview with Sean now. If you have any questions for him about solar energy or anything to do with energy you can send them on our line, 34519. I'm sure he would be delighted to answer them. What is backup solution? Karen, okay, also a backup solution really eliminates the fact that a person's putting solar panels on your roof. 
So it still entails you having your, your DC supply being your batteries as well as your inverter. You really drop that into certain circuits that you want to isolate in, the, in your DB board. You've got critical loads and you've got non-critical loads. Critical loads is where you want to have your backup. You want to have that associated to your fridges, obviously your lighting, your security systems, your access control to your house and your broadcasting. Non-critical wow. load is essentially something you would leave off of backup power. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Can one use solar energy to charge their phones, and how would that work if they can? So there's, there's multiple devices in the market where one can have a, a dedicated smaller panel, a smaller battery, which is purely dedicated with a USB facility and two lighting sockets. So, you know, if you don't want to go the extravagant, uh, let's put an inverter and dedicate certain circuits to DC current, there is alternatives to that. So, yes, if it's got a USB facility, um, a small cost implication, then you're going to be able to charge your phone and have maybe one or two lights burning. Hmm, that's really cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. What is a solar lighting exterior? So really what's happening with that is you've got a light, which is a DC light. It's got a battery backup built into the actual light itself, and it's got a, a, a solar panel. It's a little 5-watt or a little 10-watt solar panel, and really what that's to do is really to just charge the battery that's in the back of the lamp. So th- there's a lot of solar alternatives. I'm sure you've also seen those solar garden lights. Have you never seen it? Maybe I've seen it, but I probably don't know its name. <laughs> All right. So really what you do is you'll put them in certain allocated areas in your garden. They charge during the day of the sun, and in the evening oh, they switch over to your battery power. has a cute elf There like we that. go. There we go. So there's so many different uses for solar. So it, it doesn't have to be huge, and it doesn't have to be tiny. You know, we've got everything from big to small and in between. Oh. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, probably not cool. It's probably hot. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, you know. (laughs) Why do we need to use a battery bank? (coughs) So when we're talking of of inverters, inverters come with various requirements. So your smaller inverters are looking for a 12-volt battery bank. Then you get a 24-volt. Then you get a 48-volt. When we start talking of banking batteries, this is purely related to the amount of backup power you're going to have based on the amount of load you want to drive through your inverters. So based on that, you'll have multiple banks of batteries, and that will obviously get configured and uh, manipulated to work best according to what you want to drive on those inverters. Wow. Which is better, using wind to make electricity or the sun for solar energy to generate all our electronics? <laughs> that we should definitely uh, not be using because we should all be outdoors. We should be. But anyway, <laughs> um, a good question. You know... In the Joburg environment, we don't have too much wind. But then you look on the flip side of the coin, you go to the different side of, of South Africa, and you've got Cape Town and PE, which have got an abundance of wind. You know, so on the winter, wind turbine side, you can generate energy for 24 hours consistently if you've got the right amount of wind coming through. Whereas on the solar side or the PV side, you're limited to the amount of sun hours you've got during the course of the day. So there, you've got a dependency on a, an element um, where as the wind side, yes, you've also got a dependency on an element. So, no, it's, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Where do you live? What do you want to achieve? Hmm, that's cool. <laughs> what if you put the solar panel that is kind of controlled by the wind <laughs> in a tornado? 
Hey, it's windy in there. <laughs> didn't provision me for that one. So, oh, yeah, listen, I, I think it all goes down to your mounting structures. You know, if you've got a nice stable mount, then um, I don't foresee you having any troubles with that. Hmm. What Can a solar panel work in cloudy positions? Very good question, I know. Yes, so I want to give you a scenario, and um, the listeners out there would have experienced this, and just cast your mind back when you go into vacation. When you go and you sit on the beach in a, in, a, in a very sunny day and very hot day, your body's thermal temperature rises. You then go in and out of the water, and you drop your thermal temperature. Although the UV penetration is still burning you, but you're regulating that UV penetration, and you're putting sunblock on, because now the, the sun is beating on your skin, you're putting block out on. You go... Do the same application on an overcast day. You don't put provision for sunblock, and you're not in and out the water because your thermal temperature is not rising, but you're still getting burnt from the UV. Take those two scenarios, and you go get into the bath or the shower of that evening, and you feel the same feeling. You've been burnt by the sun. So, yes, you do harvest energy on an overcast day, obviously not at the rate at what you do on a beautifully sunshiny day. Why does our skin get burned from the UV penetration? Why can't we just be solar panels? Wow, imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I think my kids are on solar panels. They just don't (laughs) stop. So, yeah, you know, the the body's got a reluctancy to being burnt. You know, hence the fact that we've got to put sun protection on. So, yeah, we don't have that challenge with UV going through panels and obviously we're harvesting as much as we can and we're absorbing as much as we can through those silicone pads. Hmm. What keeps the heat from the solar panels like to stay there and get it hot? So solar energy is not generated by heat per se. UV light. That's what there we go. So it doesn't actually keep it. It sends whatever it's generating down a cable and it goes into your storage, being your batteries. How come it just doesn't, how come it just like doesn't go out? Because it's going into storage. You know, so it can't just dissipate. If your batteries are full, it then will go on to the next element, which is actually the running of your appliances or your household. So it then diverts once your batteries are full and goes into the running of your, your dwelling. Wow. Pretty smart, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how long do solar panels last? So, when you're doing a bit of homework on, on solar panels, you need to make sure you're looking for something that's rated tier one, which is obviously an A-grade panel that comes with a 25, uh, sorry, excuse me, a 25-year warranty in terms of your efficiencies. So it's going to generate energy for 25 years. And then when it comes through to your manufacturer's warranty, you're looking in the region of about 12 and a half years. So make sure when you're talking solar panels, you're talking tier one panels. Hmm. We got a question from one of our listeners. Oh, great. Where's the best place to put a solar panel in our homes? That would have to be on your roof. Um, if you're looking at direction, you want to ideally be positioned north, northeasterly facing. That's going to be able to harvest the most amount of energy during the day. How long, sorry, how often should I service my solar panel? So when you're, looking, <laughs> when, when you're looking at solar solutions, you don't necessarily need maintenance on these units. What you do need to do, if you haven't had enough rain, obviously bearing in mind that these panels are mounted at a gradient. 
So should we have had rain, we're going to be able to wash all that, the dust off and all the debris off and all the birds' debris off. You know, so uh, nature will just take its course. If we have been limited with rain, I'd recommend once a month you go out there, take a hosey over your, your panels, and just make sure the surface area is clean and dust-free. Hmm. Are there any different types of solar energies? So there's different types of solar panels. Solar energy is, is, is really just taking UV, harvesting it, and converting it into a DC, which then goes through the inverter and converts it to AC. But you do get two types of panels. You get a monocrystalline and you get a polycrystalline. Wow. If you could be any energy in the whole entire world, anything, energy, what would it be and why? I would want to be sun energy. Why? Purely because I get to have a rest <laughs> and I don't have to work all day. <laughs> hey, you technically do. You need to give us light. Well, I need to give you light. You can't just go down on us like that. Indeed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> what is your favorite animal? And if you could be it, why would you? I would say a lion. You know, a lion is an independent animal. He doesn't need anything else around him. He's fear- fearless. He's forceful. And he's just a graceful animal. Wow. Very good choice. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I've learned a lot about this subject and why you would be a lion. <laughs> Thank you so much, our High Kids listeners, for listening to the High Kids show for kids. Bye, kids. Join us tomorrow with amazing guests, fun facts, stories, and even more fun. Till we meet again tomorrow right here on 101.9 High FM. Goodbye, kids. Have a super duper weekend. Good times at school.